0: here there's uh, builders have just started it's funny how the minute i sit down to do this off they start uh, it's extremely annoying i've just had a massive great lorry juggernaut thing going along the road as well i don't know where that's going because this road goes nowhere um and it's very hot today so i'm a bit grumpy um so welcome to um a heated episode of uh ooh, episode 110 of mr Burt pods I mean you can just hear it in the background, it's really annoying uh, The other time I heard them doing it was Saturday morning uh, when I was still lying in bed about half past eight. Um, I mean they're just never there, the builders half the time and then it's amazing as soon as I don't want to hear any noise. They have to suddenly start up. The room up there is just going to be so hot because it's got massive great windows uh, which I think I may have mentioned before or not uh, and the sun is west-facing and the sun comes around in the afternoon uh, and will be shining directly in there. So on days like this, which is just one of these, possibly going to hit 32 this afternoon, hence that I am doing this in the morning, um, it's going to be horrible up there. I've got nothing to say positive about that thing. And also there was um, a big kerfuffle the other day because uh, I happened to look out the window. Uh, I don't often look after the window, but I just happened to be looking out the window. And there was this massive great juggernaut, and I'm not joking, it was huge, uh, trying to back into a tiny little car park entrance, which is for the car park to the flats opposite, which is sort of opposite um, where the extension is going on. Uh, It's a bit of a zigzag and all our cars are parked. The neighbours were on the the pavement, needless to say. Um, All our cars are parked there and it was, this lorry was just on the verge of sc- scraping alongside our car, so uh I rushed out and uh, drove off round the block until it had managed to do what it was supposed to be doing anyway, it turned out it's um, still knocked over part part of a wall um it was it's that big um it's absolutely ridiculous, uh, and I don't think they've mended it either, although having said that um they are very nice to build us when we see them it's just it's just getting into like Alice in Wonderland now that really is so um, <clears throat> I'm a bit quiet today because I'm very very hot uh, I've been I'm a bit discombobulated uh, because I didn't know what to do this morning because it's I thought I've got to get as much out of the way uh, this morning as possible due to the heat because uh, it's going to be 32 apparently this afternoon and I've got to go to work at six o'clock which is just gonna be horrendous um, So I skipped yoga and I went for a run. I'm a bit worried about uh, Lyme's disease at the moment because uh, a friend of mine has actually got Lyme's disease. And um, it's that thing, I think it's ticks in woods that uh, latch onto you and bite you. Uh, I think dogs get them as well. Uh, And it can be very, very nasty in, in a minority of cases, but you get a big rash that looks like a bullseye. Uh, wherever they might you. So anyway, my friend who's got it is fortunately a GP, so they know how to look after themselves But I'm a bit nervous about that because I run through the wood because um, It's cooler. Yeah. I was very annoyed actually today because a man ran past me quicker than I was running and I thought I was quite quick actually And I'm not so we'll draw a veil over that and um, And then I came back and then I got into a complete kerfuffle because I didn't know what to do I had a shower and I thought well, I've got uh, yoga. I've got to do this Uh, I've got to talk to a friend in hospital at the moment uh, and I didn't know what to do Uh, so I spun around a few times uh, and then decided to ring a friend in hospital uh, because that was the most important thing but they didn't answer so I thought I'll move on and do this I might do some yoga later in the week and I'll try and get some writing done this morning because I'll just go comatose this afternoon I'm hopeless in the heat I'm now turning into my mother uh, in yet another way because I used to love the heat, and now I don't like it. Well, I don't mind, I think I just like being on holiday in it. I hate being in London in it, and I don't like being in the flat in it, because the flat's not too bad, but it's, um, yeah, it could be worse, could be better. I can't really complain. So anyway, we've got the cat um, a cool mat, which is like full of gel, and when you put weight on it, the gel goes cold. Uh, she can't get off it quick enough, uh, which is really annoying, because it was quite expensive. Well, it was very expensive, actually, let's be honest. So that's just rolled up in its box. uh, And she's uh, out on the bed. She's had an exciting week. Uh, Well, she's got an exciting two weeks coming up, actually, because we're going away. And I rang the cattery up to uh, book her in. And apparently they're um, completely overwhelmed with um, uh, cats staying there. And uh, they can't take her on, which is really annoying apparently everybody's bought cats in lockdown <clears throat> which hadn't crossed my mind and of course that was a combination of everybody deciding to go away uh, and some catteries other catteries or kennels or whatever have closed uh, they're completely overwhelmed and they're turning away huge numbers of people every day and there's absolutely nothing they can do for us so um at the moment i think i've got a hippie family who are going to help out uh, mr and mrs wilson's going to help out uh, and then i've got the daughter of the friend who might stay a few days uh, but i've got to sort all this out today uh, i was hoping she'd go and stay with a friend but i don't think that's going to happen uh or there's a possibility of uh, a relative coming and staying which might be the easiest thing anyway i don't know got to be decided uh, so but it's just got to be lots of coordination and i don't like coordinating it's just irritating so um yeah and then the other news is the neighbor rang next door we're on the first floor. She rang uh, from her flat next door to say uh, she's got COVID at the moment and uh, she's a bit delirious. She's not having a very nice time with it. She's a bit delirious and she was sitting in her front room uh, on the sofa and uh, was stricken a cat. She realized uh, gradually that she doesn't own a cat and uh, it was ours who'd obviously. Um, Twinkle toed her way out of the window at the front, which was open, along the windowsill, jumped over onto next door's windowsill and gone an in a, there. Open window. I mean, I don't know why I'm drinking tea. I'm so hot. It's just such a habit sitting here drinking tea doing this. So um, that's nice. We had um, our, our my first cow, Polly, she moved in downstairs. Uh, for about two or three weeks, just decided that she was going to spend all her time sleeping down on the neighbour's bed downstairs, uh, although we still came up here to be fed, obviously. Um, and now we've got uh, Miss Whitblash is just moving next door. So uh, the neighbour put up, she said she you know, wandered around the flat and checked up on everything And then tried to settle down on the sofa, um, but she put her out the front door. Um, But Miss Whiplash is one of those cats, a friend of mine called them, beam me up Scotty cats, that get through closed doors or they can get through walls. So I, you know, you could honestly close the door on her and and a minute later, she's back in the same room as you are. So I probably would have opened the front door and she would have come in and I would have not thought about the fact I'd never let her out. Um... So, uh, yeah, that's so nice. I've given the best years of my lives to uh, those animals that just go and move in with other people. It makes you feel really good about yourself. Or oh, they just wee everywhere. So, um, yeah, so that's all her. Um, <clears throat> what's else been happening? I'm having an urge, but I don't know why, <clears throat> to dye my hair. Uh, I do think there's lots of really nice colours around at the moment, and, uh, but i think i'll look a bit of a sadder you see i don't want to look like an aging um children's program presenter i have got a pair of have i mentioned my dungarees can't remember but you know i've got the dungarees i think if i had pink hair i really would look like um somebody who needed help but i well i wouldn't tie it pink but i have been thinking about dyeing it gray actually because my hair's so gray now uh, it's probably about two-thirds gray um it probably would die very easily and then i thought well i don't know why i just don't have that really nice gray look just the whole thing having said that it's probably going to cost a fortune and i won't do it uh, and i don't know why i'm so obsessed with becoming getting my hair dyed i've never dyed it before no that's not true no i have had my hair dyed before Actually, i did have it dyed a few times because the hairdresser had this dye uh, that lets the gray through gradually so it just grows back without looking as if it's Die, so, you don't get the roots coming through, uh, and that was actually quite nice. Quite like that. And then, when I was about 16 or 17, uh, maybe a bit older, I can't remember, in Harrogate, uh, they had a special offer on at some hairdresser I'd never been to before in my life for low lights. And I went off for low lights, so I got all the low lights put in. I God knows what was going through my head. Uh, my mother just looked at it and said it made her feel hot. Um, I think that was my mother's speak for it, it made her feel uncomfortable. Um, I don't know why she got funny about it She used to dye hair all the time I used to, We used to have that once a week uh, There was just uh, The bathroom door shut There was newspaper absolutely everywhere In the bathroom And this epic dyeing of the hair Oh no she didn't dye it, she coloured it She never ever said she dyed it She said she coloured it And I actually for years thought she coloured it Didn't I never collected, connected I had the word dye and colour Being the same thing <laughs> Um someone was obviously just grey and dying it. And um oh it was such a palaver and it just my remember the dye just got everywhere. So she used to do that every week. Um so it was alright for her to do it but no one else could do it. Imagine really. my brother dyed his hair once, she never said anything about that. Oh, there's an aeroplane going over. So um yeah, so that's that uh, I don't know how it got onto that. So it's not been a very thrilling week. Um, I'm getting really annoyed by this noise. It's bothering me now. Um, it's now turning into a hot week. I've still got COVID. I haven't bothered testing this morning because I'm bored of it now. But I have still had, up till Saturday, a very thin, a very faint line, second line on the test. Um, but they're running out of tests at work, so I'm going to go easy on it. Um, I'm pretty much back to normal. I mean, everyone keeps um, looking concerned every time they've had COVID and worried about me. But I mean, to be honest, I had three really bad days of it. And then I just gradually got better. I mean, it's not been terrible. um, But I think it's because it's in my voice. So when people hear your voice a bit funny, they think you're worse than you are. Um, Mind you, I have been playing for pity, obviously. And, And my shoulder's a lot better, actually. I took a book stand into uh, work and um, I think I've been sitting at a funny angle and twisting my neck uh, or something anyway I book, took a book stand in um, although there is one part of the play where there's a massive blackout so everything gets turned off even the uh, emergency lights signs get turned off in the auditorium and I have to turn my light off in my box Oh, dear! excuse me, because, oh, because it could be seen. um, And then, so the only lights, the light coming out of the monitors, I've got about four monitors. One of the monitors is uh, a video monitor, because there's a big video projection above the stage uh, that I know nothing about and I have nothing to do with. Uh, and uh, during the blackout, um, I moved something, uh, and then the video monitor went off for about... Two seconds uh, and I panicked. It wasn't showing anything at that point because it was the blackout, but of course, I was convinced that I'd knocked a button or something. Um, confessed quickly, but um, it was fine. I don't think I'd knocked anything. Uh, but I hate the way I always brilliant when anything goes wrong. The first thing that whacks into my head is you've done something, always. Um, there was no buttons that I could have knocked, it was absolutely nothing. But I just immediately thought that's me that's done that. Otherwise, it's been quite an event, uneventful show. Although I didn't realise, my friend told me who was uh, doing my job while I was um, off with COVID. Uh, they'd been doing it, and suddenly the light cues uh, just started going on their own. Because um, obviously we push a button to make them go, and uh, they just started doing them all by themselves, <laughs> which. Um, it's funny now, but it's absolutely horrendous if you're the person sitting with that going on in front of you. Uh, they never got to the bottom of why it happened or how it happened. Uh, they're all, the lighting keeps quite slow, so I don't think it affected the performances as such. They didn't have to stop the show. But um, that was novel. I've never come across that one before. Um, so, uh, yeah, the show's just toddling along quite quietly. The audiences seem to really love it. We usually get standards at the end. And um, it's really settling in now, actually. The performances are all lovely. Uh, that's the one thing I do like about West End Run, is um, you do watch the uh, performances get better and better as the uh, artists get more and more comfortable with the... Uh, with the clo- well, not literally, metaphorically, with the clothing of the parts they're playing. Oh, talking of which, the um, National Treasure did send me a photograph of uh, strawberries and I think they lettuce leaves. Uh, that they've grown in the back garden so uh just call them Monty Don uh, but obviously very proud um I have to mention because obviously they've got quite a fragile ego um so yes and then on Thursday nights we have a little drinky poos after which it's which quite nice actually because uh one of the um the the uh one of the as it staff Uh, is really really into cocktails Uh, and he sets up this little cocktail bar on a trestle table (laughs) really sweet Um, and he puts a tie on as well and he does cocktails Uh, so I was very happy because I had a gimlet I I bought a bottle of Fokker which isn't in a gimlet but we all sort of contribute something towards it Uh, so a gimlet in case you don't know what it is is a gin and uh, gin and roses lime cordial And the reason I drink a Gimlet, it's a very long story, actually. Um, But basically, uh, I worked on a show uh, with someone who's now become a very close friend. And uh, we ended up in the Ivy Bar and it was one of the actors from the show who introduced my friend to uh, the Gimlet. Now, I knew what the Gimlet was, but I'd never had one. Uh, My association with the Gimlet is the third man. No, not third man, the thin man, um, the Dashiell Hammett books with Nick and Nora. Uh, who drink gimlets constantly although i did look it up on the internet and it didn't say they did drink gimlets so they drink knickerbockers um but i always had nick and Nora, these fast talking detectives married couple um who just drink constantly and um i always think of this gimlet being this really sophisticated drink which of course it is also it's in one of raymond chandler's books it's big sleep i think they drink lots of gimlets uh, so i always have i may have muddled them up actually it may have been the big sleep and not the same man anyway uh i always have this vision sophisticated vision of gimlets and they are lovely and um yeah he made me a very nice one and uh taught me how to make a uh what was it an agroni espresso no one of those coffee cocktails i can't remember what it's called uh and apparently i did a very good job and they're much more difficult than you think i can tell you i was quite surprised at how difficult it was so that's nice it's a nice little bonding session for the uh cast and crew most people turn up for it um and it is a nice little uh, bunch actually the company there's no big dramas there's no big personalities everybody gets on very well so it's all very sweet and then um oh yes and then i did find actually did some research that auntie mame uh, auntie mame of course being my uh, probably mm, not sure it's my all-time favorite film but it's certainly top three uh, all-time favourite films. Rosalind Russell uh, in Auntie Mame uh, drinks, uh, sidecars. So I think um, next week I'm going to ask for a sidecar. No idea what sidecar is actually. I think it's got brandy in it. Um, if you don't know what Auntie Mame is, I just suggest that you uh, type Auntie Mame Roslyn Russell into YouTube and see what comes up. <clears throat> um, then... Uh, yeah, that was that. Yes, I've got all sophisticated now, uh, obviously. Well, I'm more sophisticated than I usually am with my cocktails. Uh, but that was my social life last week. Um, I'm sort of still trying to be a bit careful because of the COVID. I mean, I'm sure I'm not. Um, I'm on about day 17, 18, 19 or something of it. That's ridiculous. Um, I know I'm probably not infectious, but I'm just trying to be a bit careful. I just don't want to get it again because we're going away as well. Yeah. Um, and I know people are still vulnerable to it because this new uh, this new variants uh, banging through any uh, any immunity you've got if you've already had it once. So, I've had no social life. Um, I've not been doing enough writing because I'm lazy. Uh, I've watered the garden. I've done a bit of cleaning. Uh, it's just been a normal week actually, shopping, cooking. um, I'm quite happy actually, uh, and I was off work for nearly two weeks, so I was quite happy to get back to work. It's very quiet in the road, and um, oh, the drilling stopped anyway, and um, I've been, I'm reading, what am I reading? I'm still listening, I sort of ground to a halt again when I had COVID, I stopped reading and stuff. I'm still listening to The Thirteenth Tale, is that what it's called? Uh, which Jenny Ankita is reading beautifully on Audible, and I'm enjoying. And um, I'm two-thirds of the way through Ali Smith's summer because I've read uh, Autumn, Winter, Spring. I read them all as they came out. She wrote them all very, very quickly and they got published as instantly as you can ever publish anything. Um, she wrote them in response to uh, what was going on in the country at the time. But they started in, there must have been eighteen, two thousand and eighteen or 19, so I pretty much read them as they came out, but for some reason I didn't read Summer as it came out, which came out last, no, in fact it came out in 2020, so I'm actually two years behind on that, uh, although she's got Covid in it, um, so Covid had started. They are um, they are quite extraordinary books, and uh, anyone who's read any Alice Smith, she's quite an unconventional writer, um, but I think they're absolutely terrific, I'm really enjoying that um and then i watched a film the other night that was quite interesting poor Thomas Anderson who i really loved his films until then there would be blood which i absolutely hated so i didn't bother watching any since then but i did watch one uh called Inherent Vice which is based on the Thomas Pynchon novel which i've never had any inclination to read um but it's got Joachim Phoenix in and it's sort of a drugged out uh Raymond Chandler uh, private Investigator, set in the 1970s. I really liked it, um, although it was a bit like one of my least favourite films, which is a drugged-out Raymond Chandra literal, literally adaptation of The Long Goodbye, set in the 70s and made in the 70s by Robert Altman, I think, with Elliot Gould. Absolutely loathe that film. Uh, so I we'll just don't even need to talk about that, really. Um so that's my reading. I've been listening to some interesting stuff podcast-wise and it's all gone out of my head. Oh, I know. My main one is um, the confessional, which is Stephen Mangan, who I love, talking to people and getting them to tell three um, things they're ashamed of or they've never told anybody before. Um, and I have to say, uh, I said this to a couple of people i passed it on to, it's... Possibly one of the most insightful programs I've ever heard. It's extraordinary because superficially it's quite lighthearted. But actually, the insight to the people is fascinating. I can't remember who the first person was. They did a pilot of it ages ago and I was completely gripped by it. Um, and then they did a series and I, it bypassed me when the series came out. So I'm just catching it up with you now. I listened to Marianne Keyes, who I couldn't listen to for hours anyway. Uh, and then I moved on to um, Alistair campbell who was just gobsmackingly in all the wrong ways it's a bit of a car crash listening to him to be his lack of insight is quite extraordinary um but you really really get a flavor of the man of who he is um ditto with Marion keys well she's much more entertaining to listen to um i can really recommend that it's a fantastic uh it's a really fantastic series um yeah it's a real surprise um I think that's all actually the stupid drilling started up against driving me mad. I don't think I've got anything else to say. Um, it has been a quiet week. I'm not quite sure. I have managed to talk for 20 minutes, but I have. So, um, yes, I was going to say stay cool, which just sounds dreadful. Um, uh, and I'll be back next week. Thank you for listening.